Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s. And Erica went through a sustained 50-pound weight loss and self-love journey. We created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and together with our community are learning to live our most purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness and empower you to feel your absolute best. And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. We are so excited to share a new discount code with our listeners for Recess. Recess is a wellness and lifestyle brand that offers hemp-infused beverages designed to help people relax. An antidote to modern times, Recess offers us all a moment to reset and rebalance with their flavorful, unique combination of hemp extract and adaptogenic sparkling water made with real fruit. A wonderful alcohol alternative or just a fun afternoon treat to keep you calm, cool, and collected. With flavors including blackberry chai, blood orange, black cherry, peach ginger, and pomegranate hibiscus, they offer 6 and 12 packs, subscriptions, and sampler packs for your enjoyment. My two favorite flavors are the coconut lime and the black cherry, but I truly love them all and can't recommend the sampler pack enough, which is where I started. To save 15% on all beverages or subscriptions, you can use code COURAGEOUS at checkout when you visit takearecess.com. You can also find the direct link in our show notes. This episode is sponsored by Milk and Honey. Guys, I am so excited to share our new sponsor, Milk and Honey, with you because I have been using their baking soda-free deodorant exclusively for over two years. This gentle, aluminum-free, baking soda-free deodorant was designed to nourish sensitive skin while keeping you feeling and smelling fresh all day long. When I decided that I wanted to make the switch to a clean, aluminum-free deodorant, I tried so many different brands, and each and every time I was plagued with those red, itchy bumps under my arm on top of not feeling confident whatsoever that I did not smell. Milk and Honey not only never once gave me those pesky little red bumps, but also passed the smell test, even after some of LA's toughest workout classes. This is my ride or die deodorant, and we are so excited to partner with them. Milk and Honey is a line of non-toxic, effective, and safe bath, body, and skincare products made in small batches in Austin, Texas. They source ingredients as hyper clean as possible, which means both choosing organic and making thoughtful, informed choices on safe ingredients. Milk and Honey is a female founded and funded brand. And in addition to clean deodorant, they also carry non-toxic bath, body and skincare products like hydration creams, cleansers, soaps, body polish, and lots more that will make you feel nourished inside and out. 
If you want to try Milk and Honey, you can receive 15% off your order by visiting milkandhoney.com and using the code CWPODCAST, one word, at checkout. You can also find the direct link in our show notes. This episode is brought to you by our health coaching subscription service on Patreon. The Courageous Wellness Collective has expanded on Patreon to bring our listeners and clients an all-access, accessible platform to educate, inform, and create nutrition and lifestyle habits to meet your personal goals. For $8.99 a month, patrons will receive weekly video content on topics ranging from blood sugar stabilization, gut health, hormone balance, energy, sleep, skin health, how to shop the grocery store, pantry staples, and much more. Included, you'll also receive access to monthly virtual webinars, recipes, and special guest content too. With this subscription, you are guaranteed at least four pieces of fresh health coaching content each month. To learn more and become a patron, visit www.patreon.com slash courageous wellness, or check out our show notes. We look forward to welcoming you to our coaching community. Hi everyone. Welcome to our episode today. Ali and I are going to talk about our experience getting the COVID vaccine. We are both fully vaccinated and this episode is really just to share our experience, how we felt after the first dose, the second dose, why we decided to get it. And before we get into that, we are going to make a couple of disclaimers because we really want you to use this episode to inform yourself if you have any fears, if you're curious, just to really share our experience. But we are not doctors. We are not scientists. Um, We want you to do your own research and make the best decision for yourself. And we understand for some people that will be getting vaccinated, for some people that will be choosing not to get vaccinated. Um, You can decide that for yourself based on science and facts that but this is our experience. And we just wanted to do an episode because we talk about everything. And this, this virus does affect our community wellness. It affects our, it it is a wellness, it's wellness. So we wanted to come on and share our experience with getting vaccinated. Yes, absolutely. And I completely second what Erica said, obviously, please use facts, data, science, find the research, listen to the CDC, you know, um, we are not, we are health coaches and we are nutrition coaches, but we are not medical professionals or researchers. So we did this research for ourselves. And again, both of us chose to become fully vaccinated and I'm actually, um, really grateful for that. And I'm grateful that we had the opportunity and yeah, we're going to just share a little bit about our experiences today. So, um, Erica, do you want to get started and tell us a little bit about what your, um, maybe like your first vaccination shot was like? Yes. Um, I will, I'll start going into it. It's so interesting because, you know, I have so much anxiety and I actually had no anxiety about getting this vaccine based on the research that I was able to do for myself. And when that first dose went into my arm. I just felt a wave of relief, you know, go over my body. And 
I think that has a lot to do with the fact that like, I haven't seen my parents in a year because they're so high risk. I haven't hugged my parents. Um, I haven't seen my friends. I have, um, I have underlying conditions, so I've been extra cautious. So yeah, when they gave me that first shot in my car, I just felt a wave of relief, you know, over my body. Um, it felt very surreal. And before I go into the, um, experience of the first shot, um, it's so interesting because like I said, I do have a lot of anxiety, but just some things that comforted me for anybody who, um, might be also a little bit nervous to get the vaccine, um, for my nerves didn't have any scientific bearing. They were just nerves, right? Because we hear a lot of noise on social media or whatever different media outlets. But one of my biggest concerns before I decided to get vaccinated was that, you know, this is brand new. It's like emergency approved, right? Like how safe is this really? And actually one of the most comforting articles I read was from the New York times. And it quieted so many of those fears when it talked about actually how incredible this is, right? Like this vaccine happening so quickly is actually what happens. What could happen if the government used their power and their money together with the private sector and and scientists, right? Like if science and the government actually work together, this wouldn't be so uncommon, right? Like think of all the cures we could create if the government and the private sector work together. Um, but unfortunately the article said like, that was what the article was about, that this will probably be one of the only times we see that happening. And what a shame that is, because this shows us what we could do, right? Imagine like if the government and the private came together for cancer or AIDS or different things, right? So anyway, that article was one of the first that um, just really, really comforted me. And yeah, but like, I'm not somebody, I never get the flu shot. I don't get voluntary vaccines that I don't need. Um, you know, that's just not me, but here I am, you know, we were, we got it pretty early. We got really fortunate that we qualified and we got vaccinated. And so, yes, for me, my first shot, I know we had different experiences with the first dose in terms of side effects. I got that shot and I felt a wave of relief over my body. And then for four days, we both got Moderna just to, uh, mm-hmm. Moderna is the vaccine both Ali and I received. So this is kind of a Moderna episode of what our experience was, but I was sick for four days after getting Moderna, but not too bad. I will say it was, it came in waves, um, fatigue, nausea, body aches, but little waves of on and off for about four days. And that was it. Like that was my first dose. And after four days, I felt back to normal and fine. And yeah. How was your first dose, Allie? Yeah. My first dose was easy peasy. Um, I am similar to you. I don't go get the flu shot. Um, I've had all my like major vaccinations, but I don't, and I'll get like my Tdap at, I think it's called a Tdap every 10 years or whatever, which, you know, like tetanus and diphtheria and whatever, whooping cough. I'm not even sure what it is, but, um, you know, me generally I'm pretty holistic, but I was like, sign me up. Um, and I, again, all the research on this, that it, you know, that it like deals with your RNA, you don't get live virus in your body or dead virus in your body. Even it's just, um, 
the way your immune system responds to it. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah. I got my first shot. Uh, I had a sore arm, but I was fine. No side effects at all. And, oh yeah. Um, yeah. That, that sore arm so, though was legit. Like yeah. the sore arm. Yeah. I'm Somebody told me to any pro tip for anybody who's about to get vaccinated. I was told right before, like move your arm a lot after yeah. you get it, like move it because apparently the pain comes from again, th- this is what someone told me. So please everyone like this, don't even listen to us. Do your own research about everything. This is just our experience. But a friend told me that, um, it can, it can be really sore because it's just like, it needs to move right through your bloodstream. Yeah. Yeah. So you, so the more you move it, the more the vaccine moves. I don't know if that's true, but I moved my arm a lot or just like put a bag. I was going to say, put a bag of frozen peas on it. You'll be fine. It's like someone punched you in the arm. It's like, it's not a big deal at all, (laughs) at all. Like, I don't know. I'm sort of like, whatever. Um, I was very fortunate. I didn't have you're, you're so, I mean, there's so much to be honest though. Like this is a different episode for a different day. I've seen so much physical suffering this year, um, within my own family, like, and yeah, we'll probably do an episode on this, but it's sort of like, uh, it's not a big deal. Like, you know what I mean? Your arm hurts. Great. There are people who were like dying from COVID. So, um, I think it's like so relative, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care. I'll put a ice pack on my arm. It's like, that's all it takes to like, not contract and die from this like horrifying disease. Like, and spread it right to others. Right. And spread it. Like you said, Erica, like there is a sense of relief and I'm so grateful for it. And I think I didn't feel the relief until my second one, to be honest, like Mm -hmm. the same kind of relief. Um, but I did, I did, I did feel it was more just like the gratitude start to seep in that like, A, we had access to it and it feels like the more people that do have access to it, there's like some light at the end of this tunnel. That's been really difficult. Like you were saying emotionally for you, even like you're, you know, not getting to see your family that's takes a toll on people. So absolutely, it's pretty awesome. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your second shot? Yes. We can now go into the second dose, which, you know, again, I just felt so much gratitude I just felt so much gratitude and appreciation and relief. And yes, it does feel like there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And, and just quickly, before I go into the second dose, another thing that was really big for me is everyone is talking right about the unknowns with the vaccine, right? There's so much we don't know, or like we're all the Guinea pigs and like, yes, but there's so much we don't know about COVID and the long-term effects, even if you do survive COVID, people continue not to have their taste and smell. People have massive psychosis. They're, they're now seeing as a result of contracting COVID-19, um, permanent lung damage in young people, right? I, I, there's so much out there like, Oh, well, you're young. You won't die from it. But these, these after effects of COVID, and especially for me as someone with underlying conditions and with family members with underlying conditions, the unknowns of the vaccine, were still better for me than the unknowns of contracting COVID. So, um, yes, vaccine number two, 
was great. Actually, I had no, like my arm pain wasn't as bad. It was more mild. I did get the little like arm rash that you get though. After the second one, my arm did get a little red and itchy, but not too bad. Um, I think because I got side effects the first time, they were pretty comparable the second time. The only difference for me is I did get a hundred point like zero or 0.1 fever this with the second dose, but I, um, I took Tylenol and I was fine. And again, I, I never take Tylenol. These are things, right? Like we're you and I are so holistic, but we do appreciate modern medicine and science. And that is what Tylenol is there for. I will say I really prepped I really did all my woo-woo stuff before the second dose because I'd heard that the second dose was, you know, a doozy. And so like the week or two leading up to it, this is for another episode, but I'm, I'm off dairy right now. So I like, I started doing a, like a lower inflammatory eating program. I drank gallons of bone broth, uh, all the kraut and kombucha. I was just like, let's get my gut and immune system really strong. I, um, took all the zinc and vitamin C (laughs) and vitamin D. And I don't know if because of that, but my second dose actually like, wasn't the worst. I woke up, I got my second shot at nine 45 ish in the morning. I woke up at 1 AM with some nausea And then I went back to sleep. Um, and then I was fine. I woke up at 5am and I felt just a little achy and off, but I was fine until about 530 the next day when I got the fever, little bit of chills, body aches, slept 10 hours and have been fine ever since. So actually the second dose wasn't it was different. Like both, I just say it was comparable to the first. I almost say for me, the first was worse because it was a wave for four days. Um, whereas this was just like on and off for maybe 24 hours. And yeah, I felt fine by Tuesday. I got my shot on a Saturday and I did spinning yesterday and I waited on a Tuesday. So, um, we're recording this fresh, fresh off our second doses for you guys. Um, yeah. How about you, Allie? Yeah. The second one I did have, uh, so a little bit of side effects too. very mild overall. I did also like, I was fine. I, my timing was similar to Erica's Saturday morning and it wasn't until Sunday afternoon that I had like a mild temp, like mild, mild, just under a hundred. Um, and I got pretty achy but that was like a full 24 hours after my shot that that started. So then I had also a really good night's sleep. I was much better Monday. Interestingly enough, Tuesday, I had kind of a yucky headache a lot of the day, but I've also been dealing with some other like sort of stressful things. And I think I've just been kind of exhausted in general. So, um, I had a really good night's sleep last night and I'm totally fine today. So again, like pretty mild, um, I didn't have any of the first time around, so it was definitely more. And I, that's, it seems to be the more common experience, but, um, gosh, it feels again, like totally worth it. And it was an excuse to just like stay in my hoodie and my sweatpants and curl up. I always need like an excuse to like, I shouldn't, I should just give myself the opportunity to rest, which is what we talk about on this show a lot and how important rest is. But sometimes I personally need like 
a reason to just like do nothing and curl up and like watch TV and, you know, stay in my sweats. And I did that and, um, took an extra nap yesterday and it was glorious. Um, and I realized that this year, I don't know if you think this too, but it, it made me realize, cause it was the first time I had really any sort of mild, like, Oh, I don't feel so good. And over a year, because like we've been in masks, which by the way, is great for like not even catching the common cold, you know, it's like, and I lived in Asia for a while. So I'm pretty used to masking up. Um, it's pretty common as part of the culture there, at least in Tokyo where I lived. And it's just because when you're traveling the subway with people through the winter, like just out of respect and people not wanting to spread colds and germs and the flu, you know, people wear masks, but, um, which, which work by the way, newsflash, uh, it's like new to Americans, but I'm, I'm also like, I haven't gotten a cold in over a year. Like I haven't gotten anything, which is wonderful. Um, cause we know masks work, but it's just sort of like, Oh, like once a year or twice a year, if I got a cold, I'd be like, Oh, I get to eat soup and like, you know, have that cozy time. <laughs> I haven't had that. So I used my, my second vaccine as the excuse to yeah, no. nurse it a little bit. Speaking of my anxiety, right? Like I have no anxiety about the vaccine. I'm going to be wearing a mask for probably like the next five years. I'm going to be like that crazy girl. Like you'll see me, I'll be at like events and I'll just like have my mask like on the whole time. I'm going to be, um, it's interesting. It's just, yeah. Masks are wonderful. I remember when I went to Japan too, it was the first time everyone it it was, and this was two years before the pandemic, but it was flu season when I went and literally everyone was wearing masks. And, Mm -hmm. and I think that word you used, I think that's just, it's respect, right? Like respect for somebody else. And I think that's why, you know, whatever you list, whatever anyone listening decides to do, you decide to do that based on what's best for you, what's best for your family based on the research you do, please block out all the noise. You know, if you do your own research, if you talk to your doctors and it is not the right choice for you, wonderful. Um, but please, right, wear a mask, please socially distance, because even though you and your family might be safe, even though you and your family might not have underlying conditions, right? It's it's respect for you don't know that person at the grocery store or at the table next to you inside the restaurant or you, we just don't know, right? Like we're so connected. And I think as Americans, especially we forget that like we impact everyone around us, not just our immediate. And I think it's just interesting. It's, it's the, the whole mask debate, which isn't what this episode is about. It just baffles me because it's a little piece of fabric over your face as a sign of like respect and care for another person. So whatever you decide, if you are vaccinated, please still wear a mask because we don't know there's not enough research on if you can carry it and spread it to non-vaccinated people. And if you choose not to get vaccinated, just please wear a mask to protect others because it really, it really does work. And we don't know, right. With the variants and all this stuff, I don't think I do see a light at the end of the tunnel here, but the pandemic is still here until, especially if people are not going to get vaccinated. Um, 
our best muscle, our best defense right now against the variants that are here, that are coming, that will come back in the fall and in the winter when it gets cold again, our best defense against battling these variants is, is herd immunity, right? That's the best way to do it. And so, yeah, that's the best way to do it. So we're not out of this pandemic yet. We're not out of the woods yet, even though it seems that way from a lot of social media and a lot of, uh, the country. And again, it's just, everyone has the right to do what they want to do with their families, with their bodies, with every, all of that. It's just, just don't hurt other people in the process with your choices is kind of how I feel. Yeah. I know this isn't a mask episode, but it's just like, I'm still shocked when I hear that it's like a civil liberties issue. It's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Like, no, no, it's not. Sorry. Um, (laughs) sorry. Flat out. No. Um, and yeah. And it's easy. It's so easy and it works. So please do that. And, um, and if you, if you can, and if you have the opportunity to, and if, like you said, it's the right decision for you also making the choice to get vaccinated does help other people as well. If and that's an option end for this you. so much quicker, we're going to like, get, so much quicker. Like, we're going to end this. And yeah, I just, and if you have any specific questions, like we said, we both did get Moderna. I have friends now at this point who are fully vaccinated from Pfizer, who are fully vaccinated from J and J because it's just one shot, which is so great. But, um, everyone had pretty comparable, uh, experiences, uh, to what Ali and I described on all three Pfizer, J and J and Moderna, some less, some a little worse, but all pretty comparable. And, um, yeah, if you have any specific questions, you can always DM us or email us about, um, any of that. We'd be happy to answer it again. We're not trying to influence you in any way. We just wanted to share our experience because, you listen to this podcast every week, you reach out to us, you're here. And this is just our experience with the vaccine. And we want you to be your own health advocate. We want you to do your own research and we want you to make the best decision for yourself. And that might not be getting the vaccine. And we understand and are fine with that. We just wanted to give you our experience with it because we got it. And we actually got our second dose on the same day at the same place, which was so, uh, it was like, so fun. It was, we didn't, we didn't plan it that way. LA County planned it that way, but yeah. (laughs) Um, also I just wanted to mention something and I think this is a really important part of this. I went to get blood work done recently and my, I guess phlebotomist, had had the opportunity to, because he's obviously in the medical field, um, get the vaccine and his brother had had it and his partner wanted it. She said she did. She t- he, he told me this story. I'm just sharing this anecdote. And he was like, I'm not, uh, I haven't done it. I'm not so sure about it. And I, I asked him honestly, I said, well, why? He's like, well, my brother kind of didn't feel good for a little while after, which was, I think, comparable to what Eric and I were just talking about. And I just thought to myself, what, what would happen if you had, or if he had gotten COVID? Like, how good would that feel? Let alone what could it do to the family? And he didn't really understand a lot about the vaccine, which really surprised me because, um, 
I just like stupidly made the assumption just because you're in medicine that like you would know about it. So I shared with him what I knew about it and um, that I had already had it. And, and it wasn't like, like you were saying, we're not trying to influence you, but I just, I would like implore people to like, not say no based on no reason. Mm -hmm. I think that's the interesting thing to me about this. It's like, there's so much good by choosing it. And yes, some people have reasons not to choose no. And I, I get that. That might be a specific situation. But I've also had these conversations with peer, people who have chosen not to get it, but didn't have a reason. Mm-hmm. And that's really confusing to me because it it worries me that people are making these decisions based on a feeling or, or based noise. on noise from the internet or based on information that's not fact, which is like, hello, the issue, the root cause of like a lot of the problems we're dealing with right now because there's so much misinformation out there. But like there are trusted sources that you can go to. And if you feel like you don't know what sources you can trust, um, I mean, go to like scientific sources, like go to the CDC. Yeah. Go to like medical journals, go to like, because, um, well, I I just worry. Yeah. yeah, That's something I had a conversation with somebody and I know I like, again, it blows my mind for somebody with debilitating anxiety. I've heard all the rumors, right? Like what could happen with the unknowns of this vaccine from infertility to cancer, to breast, whatever I've heard it all. And I have no, like my intuition, my gut is like, I feel fine. Blows my mind. Not the type of person I am, but I think that's because, you know, I had a conversation and again, I have friends who are choosing not to get vaccinated. And I have friends, actually the majority of the people in my life now are fully vaccinated, which is such a gift. But, um, I had a conversation with somebody and they were sharing some of those like, well, like my boyfriend's just worried that I'm going to become infertile or, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I just asked, like, that's what I'm doing now because everybody has the right to decide for themselves. But I said, I was like, where, like, what study was that from? Mm-hmm. Like where, I think that's the best way to combat this for me is like, where did you get that information? Yeah. Because if it's rooted in science and a journal, um, great. I'd love to hear it. And I, I'm going to like, you know, Allie and I are nerds about this and we'll, we'll do all the studying and research we can, but so far, everybody who has said that to me, when I ask like, what, where, where was the study or what is that based on? It's, it's just something they've heard. They don't actually have a study or a backing to that. And I'm sure there's so much on the internet. I'm sure you can send us (laughs) stuff that says you become infertile or stuff that says you will get cancer. And, but again, where is that source from? Like, where are these sources from is so important. And again, like there's so much unknown about like even our cell phones and, um, is it EMFs and the toxicity in our homes with like Clorox is causing cancer. And we are the Guinea. I've had a cell phone since I was 14 years old. Do I have any idea what that's doing to my head? AirPods. We are putting AirPods in our ears that have no string and is sending transmission signals into our brain. If you want to freak yourself out, go read about AirPods. I mean, you could literally find something 
on anything. On anything. And everything is killing us, right? Like everything, like everything well, is causing cancer. So I'm like, I already had cancer. It's like, yeah. great. And I was like a vegetarian, you know, holistic vegetarian at the time. Who knows what in our environment, certain things are in our control and some, certain things aren't. But like, you're right. It's like, you can freak yourself out about anything. Everything. And I just am choosing. And that's why, like, I hope if, if you've made it this far, you're probably not offended by this episode. If you're still here and you are offended by this episode, that's really not our intention. Allie is an Aries. So she's like, like, you know, the areas and I'm, I'm a little more Libra. Like I really mean it. Like if vaccination isn't your jam, like don't get vaccinated. Just don't be a jerk. Like just don't be an asshole to other people. That's don't go to Disney world without a mask, Disney world without a mask, you know? And they're like, but there's so much, I think that's why, again, like back to what we previously stated, I think the whole purpose of this platform for us is so that you can be the most informed. You can be your own health advocate. Don't do what Ali and I do. Don't do what our guests do. Do what's best for you and take all this information, right? Like we want to provide information so you can make the best decision for you. But for me, um, I can read things and get scared all the time. Like I said, I went down an AirPod rabbit hole and <laughs> like it freaked me out, right? Like I've read everything about vaccines, but the most trusted sources for me, the medical journals I have read mm -hmm. and, and I don't like, we're not going to go down that, but like, I don't trust the government. I don't trust like any of, I am like, I have, am, I'm an anxiety ridden person, <laughs> with like very little trust, um, in these big conglomerate organizations. And with all of that, I felt safe based on my research, getting this vaccine. Yeah. So you make the decision for you based on your own research. That's all. That's all you can do. Yeah. And listen, at the end of the day, like you did say, if I'm someone who is an advocate for people and in a lot of cases, women mm -hmm. having like, they're the people who get to make the choices with what to do with, like, you should be the only person to get to ultimately make the choice of what to do with your body. Yeah. I fundamentally believe that. And that has to apply to all things, whether I'm a fan of the vaccine, which I am, um, or not. Right. So I, I have to hold that truth. Um, but I think the key, it, the key to all of this is what you said, Erica, is that we need to start understanding that what our actions do, especially during a global pandemic, they don't only just affect us. Mm -hmm. they affect other people. So whether it's through a vaccine or a mask or whatever, like the idea is we need to just have the consideration for more than just ourselves. Yeah. Um, and so that might look different for different people, but I think there's such been such a lack of consideration within the context of, of the virus. Um, we see States reopening and I, I don't have, a, I mean, I'm not, you know me, I've actually been able to live in some ways I've had to because of some emergency stuff. I've had to travel for emergency reasons during the pandemic. And, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not like super nervous about, um, existing sort of with caution in the world, but I also am very adamant about doing it respectfully and with under the suggestions um, like of the CDC and like yeah. just respecting that 
Because at the end of the day, like, I don't want to get sick and I don't want to get other people sick. And some things in life we can't control, but why not do what we can do? That's all. It's like, we can do what we can do. And if all you're being asked to do is socially distance and wear a mask, or then now if you're vaccinated, gather with other vaccinated people. I mean, that's like such a gift that we're even there, you know? So it's funny. I feel like I've been joking with Allie for so long. Cause like, I've been like a bubble person for the last year. Like I haven't, I've gone to like the doctor, I've gotten a haircut and I've <laughs> like, I think that's it. Like, and gotten takeout. Like I have not been in a store <laughs> in a year, like crazy. Um, but I was joking with Allie. I was like, Oh, I'm going to start living. Like you've lived all year now that I'm vaccinated <laughs> because I'm still like, I'm not, it's going to take me a hot second, but I'm not running to like a party, just personal preference, right? Like I'm not running into seeing large groups of people inside. It's just my comfort. But like Ali, I really admire the way you've safely, like you've gone to restaurants, you've had to get on planes, like you've like gone to the grocery store, right? Like you've lived a normal, you've adjusted to a new normal in such a respectful way. And it's just something I really admire so much. And again, like I have underlying conditions. I have concern to be a bubble person, but, but yeah, I, I hope this episode has helped somebody. I think the reason, again, we wanted to do it is I know I had so many questions for my friends who are nurses and people I know who had already been vaccinated. And I wanted to know what were your side effects? What made you decide to do this X, Y, and Z. And so, um, we wanted to give that to you, but ultimately, again, we're not here to tell you what to do. We just wanted to share our experience as we do every week on this podcast, we share stories of courageous wellness. And I think it is very courageous to to choose to advocate for your own health. And so how Allie and I did that is by getting vaccinated and we hope you make the best decision for yourself, you know? So, and we're excited. I was going to say for courageous wellness, because it means, you know, Erica and I pivoted, um, this year and we also don't live particularly close to each other anymore. So we've really gone fully virtual, um, which has been a blessing because we could go virtual. Um, but you know, it is, it it is exciting to start thinking about seeing people, seeing like her again and, um, get, I got, I got to spend some time with family, which was wonderful without the fear or stress of bringing them COVID, um, or them, you know, bringing me COVID or whatever. Um, because we had all at least been partially vaccinated at this point. And, um, that was, and like all the elderly folks had been fully vaccinated and it was really, uh, it was a needed, it was a needed time for all of us after this crazy year. So, um, yeah, I just felt this moment of like, I think there's just like gratitude with that ability of being able to breathe a little easier. And, um, Erica, there's something like, there's a saying that we always kind of, you, you say it. And I think you remind me of it a lot, which is really wonderful. Um, but I've been saying it a lot lately and it is suffer what there is to suffer, enjoy what there is to enjoy. And that's a Buddhist quote from it's Nietzsche and Daishonin. Mm -hmm. And, um, anyway, who was like a 13th 
century monk in Japan, <laughs> the English translation. And the, I, I love that saying because I think this year I've, I've really tried to um, implement that because there has been a lot of suffering, mm-hmm. but there's also like a lot to be happy about and to be grateful for. And I want to be able to experience both that like the joy doesn't wash out the suffering necessarily. Like it doesn't, it doesn't negate the other one. It's just like each one can give you appreciation for the other. Yeah. And so, and vice versa, the suffering doesn't have to negate the joy. Yeah. Like both can coexist and both do exist in life. And I think being on this side of the pandemic, and I know we are not out of it, but like we are a year plus in and having some light at the end of the tunnel and having some like more enjoyment or more social interaction in the last, to be honest, like in the last week for me, um, it's felt better than I could have imagined it feeling, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Cause it's, it's new. It's like transitioning back into that. Yep. And I have new appreciation for it. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping we can keep that as we like move forward and not forget about it. Yeah. No, there's a lot I'm going to take from this year. I like the slower pace. I like mm-hmm. the slower life. I definitely am not going to run back to the grind. And I think most people don't want to, I think there's a lot of, um, like you said, for as much suffering as there has been this year in our lives, in the world, um, there's so much joy and there's so much I've learned. And to be honest, like, I feel really fortunate, know what a privilege it is to say of like, this was one of the most transformative years, like of my life in the best way. Right. Like I, I've, I've just been, it's like a new level of like learning what it means to be really happy without any of the bullshit, because there's been, it's, it's just like true happiness with self. (laughs) Yeah. Like you said, suffer what there is to suffer, enjoy what there is to enjoy. And I think that's been the biggest lesson is you can be for me too. It's like, you can be sad about something but like still be really happy. Like both exist. Like happiness isn't the absence of sadness. sadness. Yeah. Yeah. It always takes me back. That's deep. (laughs) I was going to say it's deep, but then I was about to say, it always takes me back to inside out the Disney movies. Yeah. Everyone should go watch that, but it's um, so good. It's like sad, you know, so, but I am, I'm really, I just feel, I feel very happy. And I'm excited about what's to come. And yeah, like that wave of relief when I got that shot in my arm, I was like, wow. So, um, never been happier to have the feeling of being punched in the shoulder. (laughs) I know. And appreciation for all the nurses and frontline workers who have like, gosh, everyone who's put their life on the line and all the people who have lost someone this year, it's just a tragedy. It's been, who would have thought it's like, it is, it's surreal. I wonder. I always think I get like really heady and I'm like, what are, what are we going to think about this time? How is this going to change us in like 20 years? Right. So it's just interesting, but yeah, I can't wait. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can always reach out to us if you have any questions. Um, yeah. Thanks for being here and be safe out there. Be safe and take care of yourself. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. 
subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net, where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.